Happy Halloween, Cozy Zone friends. Ben Weber here. So each year, I am the MC at Bamboo, the community Halloween celebration at the Brooklyn Academy of Music in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. And each year, I try to come up with a costume that, that is also a, a fabulous BAM pun. Uh, a great one was uh, Abraham Lincoln, case in point. Uh, I, I dressed up like a pharaoh for like an ancient Egypt themed one, uh, so I was Bamsies too, and uh, and this year I borrowed a, a frog onesie from my buddy Tim, and I, I called myself Ben the Bamphibian, and it was great, you know, people dug the frog costume, I, I host the little kid costume contest, and, and there were great contestants this year, there was a, a little kid Freddy Krueger with this amazing deadpan and really fabulous makeup, um, there was a baby Waldo, uh, very cute, kept losing him. Haha. Uh, there was uh, Baby Garfield, um, and the winner was a little girl dressed up as an old lady, Bailey, the old lady, uh, and the runner-up was a baby run DMC, complete with uh, Adidas jumpsuit, uh, hat, sunglasses, gold chain, really adorable. But, um, listen, so I, I have to share with you, so I'm, I'm introducing episode 51 of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, Terrence Brown at Planet Fitness. 
side D. And this is an episode rife with conversations about race and identity and working on yourself. And, and there were a lot of feelings happening for me on Halloween around these, these very subjects around race and working on yourself and, and identity. You know, I, I was having a lot of feelings about being dressed up as a, as a cartoony frog um, because I, I don't know if you are all familiar with uh, with Pepe the Frog. Um, he's, a, he's a character uh, who was created by Matt Fury for his comic series Boys Club. And uh, I think he was created in 2005, and he's steadily grown in popularity to, to join the ranks of, of meme status. Um, and recently, uh, Pepe has been co-opted as a hate symbol by the alt-right uh, Trump's base, um, and this this cartoon frog has been compared to the swastika or the Confederate flag by the Huffington Post. Um, and so here I was dressed up like like a cartoon frog. Uh, it it could be said that I looked like Pepe the Frog, um, and uh, you know I, I was I was praying that no one was going to make this connection. But, but deep inside, uh, I was thinking it. And especially, you know, this is a predominantly black event uh, at BAM. And, you know, this is, this is a... I, I am potentially a walking hate symbol, even though that was not my intention. My intention was to be a BAMphibian, a, a frog BAM pun. Um, and, you know, as far as I know, nobody made this connection. I, I don't think they did. Um... And and so you know, it, I uh, this feeling always makes me want to like search within, like what's the deal with this? And and ultimately, I I discovered that that I felt dangerous. You know, I feel like my my ignorance can make me dangerous. My privilege makes me dangerous. That my my very being can do harm to people around me, even if that is not my intention. This there's this belief. That was coming up, and and that's you know that's like that's something I'm working on, um, but it's it's the truth, um, and uh, you know my intention of course was was just to to make people young and old smile and laugh at this goofy bam pun, and you know there's this danger that 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 intention would be lost or misconstrued because of this this association with with a hateful image. Um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm still working through it, and I, I do want to own the fact that I do believe, and I want to say this on the record, that, that I am not dangerous. You know, I move through the world with love and respect and desire to learn and grow and improve to question myself. But I, I, I don't believe that my basic being is, is harmful. Um... And I, I'm noticing that I, that I move through the world in this constant state of apology that I, I want to let go of. I want to release. And so, but just in case, bam, bamboo goers, if you were triggered by my frog costume, I'm, I'm deeply sorry. I did not intend uh, to cause any hurt. Um, but I also want to say to you, alt-right meme Users, go fuck yourselves for using this adorable frog as, as a symbol of your hate and bigotry. You know, everyone loves frogs. Frogs are adorable. They, they live in a swamp. It's an easy word to say. Like, as, as a child learning, the animals, frogs, are, 
you know, one of the first things you learn, you learn that they go ribbit. Uh, they're a little gross. It teaches you tolerance, you know, about animals and beings that are different from you. Um, and, you know, really, your, your use of this, this is, this is out of your ignorance and your hate. And that is dangerous. You are dangerous. So please, please reconsider yourselves, you know. Please reconsider your use of this meme. Um, you know, frogs, frogs are for everyone. As a frog, I am not a symbol of hate. I am a bamphibian. I thrive on land. I thrive on water. And I thrive as an audience member of internationally acclaimed works of challenging performing arts, like you see at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Friends, please enjoy Cozy Zone, episode 51, Terrence Brown at Planet Fitness, side D. And so, we're, you know, we're watching, we're watching the news. Yeah, clearly. Uh, um, there's a lot going on. A lot, yeah. In the news. I, do, what, do, what do you think? How are you feeling about it all? I'm scared. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw my, my post on Facebook, maybe like two nights ago. I didn't. I just started to feel really depressed because I live in an area now that's predominantly white. It used to be Caribbeans and, you know, colored people in a sense. Like, we all, I hate this word with minorities. Um, <laughs> but I live in an area now where I feel terrified because I'm a black guy. And I think I look scary to some people. And believe it or not, it sounds it may sound dumb, but to me, when it's spring or fall or winter, I'm from the islands. It is hot. I need a hoodie. <laughs> and then you see this strong-looking black dude walking next to a white woman. I try to move as far away. The thing is, I'm scared because I have my hoodie on for copy size to pull me over and ask me questions or try to arrest me for something I, I, I didn't even do or even kill me. Because look what happened to that guy. They clearly murdered. I forgot his name exactly, but they murdered him. I've, I've seen the video. I mean, well, there's like, at least there's, there's at least two guys, right? Yeah. There's Alton Sterling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, right, uh, right. The guy selling the CDs in Louisiana. Then the, the guy, uh, uh, Philando Castile in yeah. in uh, St. Paul. Yeah. Uh, they murdered, yeah. They murdered, they, they murdered them. Murdered him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what was said, but even if something was said, you don't have the right to take someone's life. Especially when I saw that video. They said he had a gun. Both of his hands were pinned. Onto the oh, the uh, you're talking about the guy in Louisiana, yeah, in Louisiana. Uh, Alden Sterling. Yeah. yeah, and they said he had a gun, and the next thing is they killed him. He didn't even move; he was pinned to the floor, and they said he had a gun, and they killed. They just shot him four times. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, yeah, it is scary, and it's horrible, and it's unacceptable. It's unac- I mean, it's just not it, okay. It really kind of makes you wonder how are they training these cops. I see some cops out there that they really shouldn't be cops. These guys are fat as hell. <laughs> Obviously, the first thing they're going to do, because they can't run, they're going to shoot. 
That's the first thing they're going to do. And that's the thing that scares me. Listen, I was pulled over by a cop once. I had a beer in my hand. It was in a bag and it wasn't even open. He pulled me over and he's like, what do you have in your hand? I said, a beverage. What kind of beverage? He stopped me for like 15 minutes in the cold just to look at my license to see if I have any pending warrants or something, I uh-huh. guess. So, you know, during that time, he's asking me, do you have any drugs or, or, or weapons? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, you know what? And I kept it in because I didn't want it to escalate anything. So I just said, no, yeah. I don't. I'm just cold. It's like freaking 10 degrees outside and it's snowing. <laughs> I just get on the outside for a bit. That's it. So, you know, it's one of those, I don't want to be stopped. I don't want to be pulled over no. by them. No. I have cops that are friends and they are not bad. But to me, I feel like if you're not my cop friend, you're disgusted because I don't know what's going on in your head. You're going to see me and be like, oh, he probably has drugs. Come on. Not every black person has drugs. I'm probably the most civilized human being. (laughs) I mean, that sounds wrong. I'm a different person. We all have our how to, how to put it <laughs> we all have our bad seats every single race and I hate the fact that they they single out just black people and Hispanics and just assume that we have drugs, drugs or weapons no no a lot of people over the phone when they hear me talk they're like oh my god I mean when they see me they're like I thought you were white <laughs> what? no no <laughs> I guess because I don't say nah, son, and I, I can't even act out of so forget it. I'm not even going to try. It sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do the Ebonic symbol. I, my grandfather, which is my real dad, taught me how to enunciate and how to speak proper. And that's how I grew up. A lot of people are like, oh my God, you, why are you acting so white? What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> you know? But it's one of those things that helps. It helps. It helps. You know the the way you speak, the way I speak, and the way I carry myself. Because I've I've had instances where, uh, well, I mean, they were like before they became friends. They were they they are cops, and they were like, oh, you're a well-spoken man. It's like, oh, thank you. It's, I kind of feel like we're being judged just by looks. You know, I mean, it sounds. I mean, there's there's like so many different layers and and vantage points of that judgment right so you're you feel in danger because you're black you feel unfairly stopped and questioned because you're black Mm -hmm. the way you speak your black compatriots don't think you're black enough oh yeah Yeah. and so like what what it like that's a lot yeah that's a lot of like complicated stuff to deal with yeah yeah uh you know and You are you are actually the first black man I've had on Cozy Zone. What? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. First black president and not the first. Yeah, man. first black. <laughs> and like it, it just makes me think like you know so. I'm a you know I'm a white Jewish Midwestern guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean I have a lot of I have a lot of. Privilege. I have a lot of embodied racism that yeah. I'm trying to like undo. Yeah. 
and you know it it is it, like there's a like we're, we all have a lot of work to do uh, yeah. oh. you know and a lot of different kinds of work you know I have a lot of different work than the work that you have to do I, I guess you know I'm just it, it feels so urgent and necessary to like do that work and like uh, be an ally be an accomplice one of my colleagues was talking yeah. about today right yeah. there's a lot of talk about allyship right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the idea is like an ally you know is, gives a lot of well wishes but there's no there's no dog in the fight you right. know what I mean yeah. but if you're an accomplice you know I have I'm in it too and I I, I am in it too and like all of this violence all of all of this systemic racism like yeah. I, you know it, it's me too like yeah. I, it's my it's my issue it's like I, I have all of this shit yeah. that is out here I'm I'm unarmed yeah. um, you know I'm not a policy maker but I do have privilege and power yeah and yeah. it sucks because it happens to so many other black beings yeah and most actually all of them they got away they were they weren't convicted Oh, the cops. Yeah, the oh, cops. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's Z- kinda, yeah, zero. It, it's kind of one of those, what are they going to do about this? Yeah. And then they made excuses how the camera stopped working or it fell off. And they're just trying everything in their power to say, oh, no, these guys were justified. You know, they killed him with a reason. No. No. There was no reason to kill him. No, no. There's, there's rarely any reason to kill them. Yeah. And then you heard about, of course, the the five cops that were killed in Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so, and, you know, the, the like, at the end of a peaceful Black Lives Matter protest, right, and, and a lot of people I disagree with and think are heinous are connecting Black Lives Matter with this yeah. shooter, and, like, I don't, I don't condone this shooting. Like, I don't think that's the answer. No. But, like, also, I can understand this man's rage yeah. and feelings of helplessness yeah, um, yeah there, there's there's so much healing yeah. that needs to be done and like I don't know like it's really like I, what is really sticking out from our conversation is just looking at like the work that you are doing to meet the challenges that you face in your life like thinking about uh, I think you, you mentioned your divorce and yeah. your dad, and then like all you want to do is help and yeah. work on your body, you know. Yeah, and not just my body. But no, no, but your mind and mind. your yeah. heart, and I just want to be the best at life. Yeah, but life is hard. <laughs> and of course, and and your your work is inspiring. Like I like it makes me inspired to also work on myself like oh, so that's, yeah I yeah, yeah. Uh, because it, it's coming from such a I don't know such a complicated place like going to work out is not a simple thing you know yeah. what I mean and it's it's steeped in emotions and history and yeah. all sorts of things and also like <laughs> just hearing you make the connection too that like you to some people you are a scary looking guy right yeah, like yeah. It, it is uh, 
it is an act of rebellion almost to like weaponize your your body yeah. your black body <laughs> yeah. you know in this society like it's it's radical and revolutionary and and threatening to uh white supremacy and yeah. and the you know patriarchy and the status quo so keep doing that i will yeah what I mean, what what should we do to fix this? What can we do? What can we do? I don't know. Because no one listens. Everyone wants to be a chief. Everyone wants to take action, but no one takes the time to to sit and think and talk and communicate. So it's nothing is ever going to change. So maybe, but maybe that, we can do some of that. Maybe we can sit and talk. I mean, at least, you know, get our, like, in in amongst people who yeah. we can have a conversation with, to at yeah. least rehearse the conversation to have it in a different venue. Like, that feels yeah. like something. Even if it's not perfect, even if it's not enough. Yeah. It is something. It is something. I mean, we have to start somewhere, I know, but... Uh, how long has this been going on for? All this unnecessary violence. For, for the entire history of our nation. Yeah. Forever. It's kind of one of those... I think that's just human nature. We just destroy everything. You know? And there are so many of us out there that wants to help, but we're being suppressed by... Yeah. The system. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And yet, you still get up in the morning yeah. you still strive you, you still to, work yeah. on yourself yeah you have to yeah well you have to and I feel like I have to but yeah. I don't know if everyone feels like they have to like it it seems reasonable to give up oh god yeah that's easy yeah yeah, any, yeah anybody can give up yeah I mean I gave up years ago especially after my my divorce because like I said I didn't know who I was my life was completely her yeah. like her existence that was my existence yeah so when she left it was uh who am i <laughs> yeah and i gave up i gave up i didn't even know what i wanted to do also another thing i almost committed suicide um right after our well in the middle of our separation like you know she was sleeping in one room i was in the next room and that's when I gave up on life, I remember that. And I was gonna kill myself. I had a lot of pills and a lot of alcohol. And I still woke up the next morning like, what the, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here, why? Oh. Why am I still here? I don't oh. want to be here. The one person that you thought would love you didn't. The one person that your life became absorbed in didn't want you so it's a why am I even here she took me away well I don't say she took me away I left with my wife I went away from my mom my family I had I have family that even stopped talking to me because of her they didn't like her she was a controlling manipulative woman and of course any man would say that but she really was <laughs> this tiny figure was so controlling she would make a muscle man break down to a baby yeah. That's, she she was good. She, she was good. did that. She was yeah. She was good. She was real good. Huh. Well, real bad. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I lost all hope and I said, "Fuck it, I'm going." 
Got my pills, had my Jack Daniel, Jim Beam, and I was drinking that, like, I was ready to go. And I woke up, I was upset. I really wanted to die. I was ready. When, when did that turn around? Hmm. It didn't. Not until 2012, because all this happened in 2008. Wow. 2012 was... No, I, I was still going through my angry phase in 2012. Um, 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 I would say maybe 2013, 14-ish is when I started to like understand myself and love myself. That's why I come to the gym even more. And I read. <laughs> Educate myself. What do you What do you like to read? Self help books. Okay. I, I love those books. Yeah. Oh, and that's a fun story too. I remember when I started reading those books. She hated it because it was uh, the Forty Laws of Power by Robert Greene uh-huh. and The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene as well. And when I started reading it, I started seeing things. I started seeing what she was doing to like manipulate me. And when I started to counter it, she was like, "Why are you reading these books?" You're using these things against me. And I'm just like, I'm not using it against you. It's, can you treat me like a person? I'm supposed to be a husband. Why Why are you making me feel like shit? Yeah. And she would throw tantrums and fits and, oh my God. I remember, I was so mad. Yeah? I was so mad. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I like to read those books because I want to know more about life and people. And why are we here? You know? Yeah. Because people do so many bad things, and some do good things, and it's, uh, how do we live with that? How do we stay good and become good? How do we survive? How do we not want to die, not exist? Just give up. Because it's easy. It really is easy to give up. And this world isn't making it easier. No. Because they just... Violence everywhere. Yeah. I guess that's why I have that mean face when I'm in the streets. Because <laughs> I don't want anybody to say, "Oh yeah, let's let's try to rob him." Yeah. No, don't do that. That'll be a that'll be a big mistake. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> you know. But you have you have love in your life. Awesome. I don't, I, I don't know where where it came from because clearly I didn't get much of that. Yeah. I don't understand where it's coming from. I think most of it. I will have to say, rest in peace, my grandfather slash dad. He taught me to be kind. Yeah. Him I wouldn't go too much into because yeah. I might. Yeah. You know. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. But he uh, definitely made me... I don't know. He gave me love. I don't know. Yeah. His father, he was doing what he was doing. My grandmother was... I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I can't... I mean, she took care of me, but yeah. that's as far as it goes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah... How did you meet Janice? At American Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. I know what's funny about that story too. At the time, my wife got me that job because she was working at an, at an American Eagle on some, some other location. And she said, oh, you want to work there? And I said, yeah, sure. And we were going through a little uh-huh. separation slash divorce. So basically, anyone that I spoke to it was like, Who's the bitch? I'm just like, no, it's just a guy. It's my friend. It's like, what? Just relax. Anyway, so I saw Janice, and I could not stop looking at her. <laughs> I have, uh, we have a friend. I used to be in the fitting room with her, 
and I would just be, you know, just I'll just be in the fitting room folding clothes, and I would just look in her general direction, Janice, and I would just be staring for like minutes. And one day, my friend Mallory said, "Terence, you okay?" I was just like, "What? Oh, you like Janice, don't you?" I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah." <laughs> like, why don't you talk to her? I mean, I'm kind of in a situation. No one knew I was mad because I didn't want it to, like... Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. I didn't even know what's going on. <laughs> but, yeah, I met her there. Um, folding pants. Yeah, that's what she was doing. <laughs> she was folding pants. Yeah. And I couldn't stop looking at her like, wow, who is this beautiful... Oh, my God. I want to talk to her. But if I talk to her, my wife is going to be like, who is a bitch? Um, <laughs> you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. And then... Uh, I think after my wife said, you know, get the hell out, she left, just became friends with Janice, and things just kind of went from there. Yeah. Yeah, just went from there. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. my ex-wife actually made me find a love for my life, I oh. guess. Oh, that's... Yeah. Thank God. I know. So, she was good for something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, that's how I met Janice. And she helped me a lot, though. Yeah. She stood by me when she did not have to. Yeah. Because I was going through all types of... I wouldn't say selfishness. I was lost. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know myself, so... She, she stayed. Yeah. Like, I even told her, hey, you don't have to stay. You can leave. Like, even when I was doing my, my fighting, I just left. And sometimes I would just leave and never tell her anything. And I would just go to different states and just fight. And... Oh, my God. Yeah. So I this was, is, a, yeah, a, a, like, multi-state, a national... Yeah. Underground, national underground. Yeah, it was good. One of my, it was one of my friends here. Yeah, he, he told me about it. I was like, well, I need money and I need to hit something. So, yeah, sure, let's go. Oh and God. we just left. Just left, you know. Um, with, with you go in a van? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, no, we, they, they put have, you in a van? Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> no, we had a, yeah, we had a, like a truck, a van. Yeah, we we went. Was there like a logo on it? Or was it an un, no, unmarked? No, it was unmarked <laughs> and not suspicious looking at all. It, it wasn't, yeah. Um, so it's like a like a soccer mom van, like yeah, a minivan. Yeah, we made it look as as like non suspicious at all. It's like, oh no, these these guys are just driving. Uh, I mean, to be fair, we did have one white guy driving, so it was like we kind of got away because we right. have a car full of black guys. Sure, no, it's like a guys pull over where you're going, <laughs> license registration. No, sorry. So we had one white guy, and yeah, yeah. Oh God! So, yeah. uh, you know, so you know, I, I work with Janice, and yeah. we've done a cozy zone, and yeah. I, she, I mean, she is an extremely generous, kind yeah. person, I and I, I think, uh, I mean, you deserve that, you know. Like, I, I mean, it was the funniest thing. I didn't think I deserved that back then. Yeah. And I used to be so upset. That's the that's the game. That's the game that your ex was playing. That like making you believe. Yeah. That, like I mean, you if you haven't gotten proper love, you don't think you deserve it when you have it. But. Yeah. And I used to push her away. Like yeah. I told her, you can leave. You don't have to stay with me. Why would you want to stay with this angry person? Yeah. What? No. I, I would leave me if I was. <laughs> yeah. So she stayed. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I know why. Because yeah, you know you're, you're probably pretty good. Underneath all that, that muscle and anger. Because yes. <laughs> I'm threatened, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. I, I guess she saw it. Yeah. She sees potential. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's good. It's good to have someone to move through this fucking crazy life with. Yeah. You know? Oh god, yeah. It is. Because also, I hear a lot of people. I work at some people too that they have their finances are good, but their love life sucks. Yeah. And they just can't find someone that's nice. Yeah. And I mean, this may sound conceited, but I wish someone could find someone like me. The person that I am now, <laughs> and just experience that because I love people. I love you even before I know that you're a bad person. And even when I figure out or know that you're a bad person, I still try. Meeting someone like me, like you, who's caring and giving and loving. I wish I could just make clothes of myself and say, "Hey, you know what? Have one of me. Just go ahead. You know, <laughs> go ahead, take one of me." I uh, I can understand that. That's nice. That's a nice. That's yeah. generous. That's how much I want to give, and it's kind of weird. No, I get it. I, I mean, who says that? I mean, make a clothes of myself. And it's like uh, I feel like <laughs> Jesus Christ said it. Sort of. <laughs> oh yeah. He gives everyone the cookies, yeah, the crackers. Oh, that's true. The bread and the. Oh yeah. 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 That's selfish. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in. You know, it's a good tradition. Are you? Are you religious at no, all? No. Used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I went to too many, too much church. What, Many churches. What uh, denomination? I grew up with uh, Caribbean Baptist. Okay. I imagine that's a specific. Uh, yeah, yeah. They all dance and ring bells and throw rice. Okay. It's a waste of perfectly good food. <laughs> rice and peas, and they sing songs for like. I mean, a song is relatively is like two to three minutes long, and yeah. they would prolong it for fifteen minutes. I don't know how they do it, and you uh-huh. don't even understand what they're saying. <laughs> so I did that, and then eventually I went to. Um, uh, Seventy Adventists. Okay. And I enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah. And uh, just learning about religion. I just wanted to learn more. Like, if I'm in something, I want to learn. I want to know yeah. what, what it's about. So, like, if I'm practicing this, why am I practicing it? What is the origin? And when I learned about religion, I said, oh, God, no. I was this close to not believing in Jesus Christ. To doing what? I was, no, this close to not believing in Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. I was, religion is bloody. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of lives were lost and yeah. taken. I just said, you know what, this is not for me. Yeah, and I left religion. Now I'm just spiritual. Okay. Yeah, I believe in you know kindness. I do believe in a higher being. I wouldn't say God, but I do believe that we were created by some yeah something. Yes, energy. I believe yeah. in that. You know, but religion is something. Nope. Yeah. What about you? Are you religious? I'm not. I, you know, I was raised Reform yeah. Jewish, uh, and went through, you know, went through all the motions and stuff, and yeah. liked the community. And I, you know, I, I like the, I like community around stories, around songs, you know, customs and things like that. I, I think that's really valuable, and just the, you know, this history of, of shared traditions and things like yeah. that, and and you know where where you come from and your ancestors and. You know, how, like, how thought evolved, but, I mean, I think um, Jews really never got the chance to be that oppressive historically. You know, we never, we never got the chance to shed as much blood as the Christians did. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but we probably would have if we could have, you know, just just thinking about 
human nature and, well, yeah, and yeah. power and power, yeah. control. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I have to admit that there's like a bit of smugness to that, that like, you know, there, there's something cool or feel good about being the <laughs> underdog, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there's cachet in that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think like I, I imagine that, you know, when I have kids, I'll want to introduce them to something. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, and yeah. maybe Judaism, you know. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice starting point to then sort of make your own decisions about it's something true. else. I think the closest to me, if I was to go get back into religion, would be uh, Buddhism. Yeah. I would. I think I would totally. It's it's good Buddhism. Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I like uh, it. <laughs> I <could> too. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah they definitely need a foundation, a spiritual. Religious foundation. Yeah. Let them decide what they want to go. Yeah. Because today's kids I see are a mess. Yeah. They have no discipline, no respect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what next? Um, Let's play. Let's do some abs because I think it. Yeah. Five or something? Oh, five. Thanks for listening to episode 51, Side D of Cozy Zone, with me, Ben Weber, Terrence Brown, at Planet Fitness. Tune in next time for Side E, and check out all the Cozy Zone internet Michigas. Stop by our website, www.benweberprojects.com. Visit us on Facebook at the Cozy Zone Foundation. Don't forget to like that page. Like it. Follow me on Instagram, at Ben Weber Projects. Snuggle up to me on Twitter, at Cozy Zones. And feel free to send a regular old email, ben at smashtype.com. See you soon, darlings. A beautiful thing is Cozy Zones.